Hey, my friends at AE Door and Window, number one, sponsor the podcast, and number two, have a spring celebration going on right now. Need a new front or back door? Provia entry doors right now are 20% off during this event. How about a garage door? Clope, nothing but the best. 15% off right now. Or new windows. Windows from Provia, 25% off, three windows or more. You can't beat that. The spring celebration going on at AE Door, where they sell the best and service the rest. Check them out online, aedoorandwindow.com. Investment news and a nice bamboo toilet. This is the Bloomberg Market Minute on 700 WLW. All right. Mr. Jeff Bellinger joining me, and reports say that Kroger and Albertsons might have to sell off some of their markets. Yeah, the two uh, chains are reportedly uh, drawing up plans to sell as many as 300 of their stores. Reuters says the companies are hoping divestitures will ease antitrust concerns at the Federal Trade Commission. That agency is reviewing Kroger's proposed acquisition of Albertsons. Some lawmakers and consumer advocates have urged the FTC to block the merger. Together, the two chains currently operate nearly 5,000 stores. That's a lot. Yes. About five, um, so I'm, what's this? Department of Defense workers... Phone habits are raising concerns. What are they doing? Well, the DOD's inspector general says a lot of employees are violating the agency's electronic messaging policy, something that poses operational and cybersecurity risks. The report says Department of Defense workers have been downloading mobile applications to their work phones, unauthorized dating and weather apps, games, cryptocurrency reviews, and photo editing programs have been found on the phones. Well, they better knock it off. All right. <laughs> that's the message that's probably coming from the bosses, I'm sure. Yeah. Men and women uh, differ, believe it or not, in the best places to celebrate <laughs> Valentine's Day. Yeah, this is according to Pop Menu Research, found that men are more likely to choose fine dining, while women tend to prefer casual dining. More than three-quarters of the people surveyed plan to eat out or order on Valentine's Day. The rest will celebrate on the surrounding days. And it's interesting to note that more women than men say just paying for a meal is enough of a gift for Valentine's Day. Really? Yeah, now they tell us, right? <laughs> well, I think if Valentine's Day fell on a weekend, then they'd want to eat someplace nice. If it's on a Tuesday... That might, be, might make a difference. Well, Tuesday's a day when restaurants are not normally busy, so restaurateurs yeah. are very, very upbeat uh, this year because it'll fill, uh, fill the restaurants on sure. a day they'd otherwise be very quiet. Yep, yep, yep. All right, where are stock futures, please? They are pointing lower this morning. S&P futures are down 24 points. NASDAQ futures are down 114. And the Dow futures are down 146. From Bloomberg, I'm Jeff Bellinger on News Radio 700 WLW. <laughs> That's us. Thank you, sir. All right, makes it 810. Mike McConnell here. We go till 9. And on Fridays, we touch base with Kevin Carr of Fat Guys at TheMovies.com. Looking for something for you to do over the weekend? Well, maybe a movie. Maybe. we got a couple of them out there that Kevin's going to take a look at. Good to have you back, Kevin. How you feeling? How you doing, huh? I'm doing okay. How are you doing today? Pretty good. Did you have a good movie week, did you? Yeah, it's been busy. I, I, I've been watching a lot of stuff, so I've, I have a whole spectrum of opinions coming out of me. Holy moly. <laughs> well, let's start with a dancey little number, Magic Mike's Last Dance. That's right. This is the third in the Magic Mike series, uh, which which are very popular. I admit, I am not the target market for this. Obviously, yeah, maybe not me either. Yeah, uh, but but the first couple movies came out uh, to to big success. They were also relatively cheap to produce, uh, but it starred Channing Tatum as a as a stripper in Florida, 
And even critics tended to like at least the first one and, and the second one to a degree for the story and the characters behind it. And while I think Channing Tatum actually has quite a bit of on-screen charisma, I was never a big fan of these films anyways. Uh, this third movie takes place after the pandemic where his business that he, he launched at the end of the second film has collapsed due to the pandemic. So he's back to trying to hustle for money. And he ends up meeting a wealthy benefactor played by Salma Hayek, who takes him to London to do a big show at this theater she owns. Uh, so it kind of feels like they took the Judy Garland, uh, Mickey Rooney template from the 40s and decided to make a glitzy, sexy, hmm. take-your-shirt-off type movie version of it. I don't think it quite works, though, because even the beefcake factor is way down on this, because you don't get a lot of the stars from the previous films it's a bunch of unknowns. I mean, yeah, it's uh, it's, it's got Channing Tatum in it, and they have dance numbers, but they're kind of all crammed at the end. And yeah. even then, it's it's just a bunch of guys taking their shirt off. And I'm, look, I mean, yeah, that doesn't appeal to me, but uh, it's we have the internet, so if, if if that's what you're looking for, I I don't know. I just I don't think it delivers on. Well, what if you like anyone. dancing, it's got that going for it. There's Not dance. really. It, it's it's pretty limited in the dance. I mean, yeah, like maybe the last twenty minutes is a big show, but they they in the other movies they kind of spread it around, and I, I don't think it delivers that. Well, I'm going to learn all those dance steps over the weekend, and I'll tell you how hard it was when I'm done. All right, I will visit you in the hospital then. All right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right then we have another lovey dovey thing. Your place or mine. That's right, because, you know, you got the Super Bowl this weekend. Yeah. So they're not going to drop a football movie, because if you're into football, there's other things to watch out there this weekend. Uh, but, the, the, you know, you got Valentine's Day uh, coming up on Tuesday. So they decided to drop the Valentine's Day type stuff uh, out. Uh, this is on Netflix. It stars Ashton Kutcher and uh, Reese Witherspoon as friends. They've been friends for decades. And one lives in New York, one lives in L.A., and they talk all the time on the phone, and they decide to swap homes uh, because she needs to take a class in New York and he's going to go take care of her kid in California and by being apart even though they never are together because they're you know on bi-coastal yeah. they end up uh, you know that, that whole thing where they discover they love each other for real it's trying to kind of break the mold of the the rom-com sort of the way they did with Sleepless in Seattle where Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks never share a scene until you get to the very end the the problem with this one is it it has these weird cliches. It falls into cliches when it tries to break the mold. It does it in the wrong way, and it give it me an example. How do you break a cliche in the wrong way? Well, I mean the 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 point is they're supposed to not be in a romantic comedy. It's all about the meet cute and how their relationship develops. The whole point is is they breeze past that they. They had sex when they were younger, and they've just been friends, and so they talk on the phone, which that breaks that mold. But at the same time, then they're going and having relationships with other people, and so it becomes less about them for like 45 minutes in the movie, and they're supposed to come back. So, you know, it's it's yeah, it works in Dr. Zhivago to keep people away from each other throughout the whole movie. Uh, but, you know, for yeah, Russian epic, that works. But for a lighthearted rom-com, not really. Well, they tried to do something they felt what was had been done before. I'd like to like, I'd like to know how many like cop shows on TV over time ended up having the same story. 
Oh, well, they do. And that's the point. It's formula. And, yeah. and there's nothing wrong with formula. I mean, you're, you mentioned it right. Cop shows all have a formula. Uh, Mr. Murder Mysteries have a formula. Rom-coms are the one, the one piece of, uh, of genre fiction in theaters and, well, and on Netflix that you can just play the same hits and, and just redo them. I mean, look at all the Christmas movies that we have yes. coming out. Those, none of those break a convention at all. So is Avatar still making money? It is not not making as much as it was knocked off number one from last week with Knock at the Cabin. Uh, you know, it enjoyed several weeks at number number uh, one. Uh, ironically, uh, it was a Channing Tatum movie that knocked the original Avatar out of number one spot back in 2010. I think it was uh, Dear John that, that knocked that one off the list. I've been watching Yellowstone, and that original Yellowstone I read where Kevin Costner pretty much pulled the plug on it because he said he only wanted to work one week to get the yes. whole season together. So does that mean if he doesn't do it, everybody, the rest of that entire cast loses their jobs? Well, maybe. Who knows? Because here's the thing. That show has proved that it can do spinoffs already because they right. had, what, 1883 and then 1923, I think, is the one with Harrison Ford and... Uh, Helen Mirren. So yeah. they're already talking about doing other spinoffs of it, and just because the Dutton clan might change, and and considering the story, things that are happening in there, it, it's not unrealistic to kill off his character. Uh, they're they're actually talking about trying to bring in Matthew McConaughey and do a spinoff series for for that. Now now whether everybody else from the series gets it, but I imagine they'll find places for them to cross over. It just seems like the hardest one to get rid of would be the one that's supposedly in the present. It's fine to do spinoffs as to how you got to the present, sure. but how do you just cancel the present? Well, I mean, it's not canceling the present as much as canceling the character. I mean, they've tried to kill him in the past. I mean, they maybe they're, they just they're successful with this, this time. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? All right, we'll find out. Uh, what did you watch that you hated? Uh, well, the two movies that we talked about, Magic Mike's Last Gasp. Okay, and, I thought uh, you just didn't place. like them. I didn't know you hated them. Uh, no, I was. It was. It was awful. Both what did you watch that was great but too artsy for the rest of us? Oh gosh, you mean just recently, like this? I, you know, what I have been getting into watching is they have the Oscar shorts, uh, which will be opening next week in theaters. But all the Academy Award nominating short films, the animation ones and the live yeah. action ones, they also have documentary ones. They're, they're, some of them can be pretty artsy because some of them are foreign films, but they're beautiful movies, and, and they never get enough attention. Uh, those are real labors of love because they're short films uh, that, that, that only get recognition this time of year. Are those just online, or does some streaming company have them? You can find them online. Some of them, like I think Apple TV has one of them that they've distributed, and you can find some of them on YouTube. Uh, but they're going to be releasing them in, tr in blocks, you know, like the animation block, the live yeah. action block, and the documentary block in theaters next week. So if you want to see them on the big screen, you have that opportunity. It, I think it's shorts.tv has the information on all that. Okay. All right. Well, that's all the time we have. But we can find more of you anytime at fatguysatthemovies.com. And Kevin Carr, have yourself one fantastic weekend. You too. All right. Adios. Time's 819. We should check our traffic. Chuck's in charge of that. Yes, been, I am. Hasn't been too rough a day up until now. No, really hasn't. Fridays have pretty much become probably the easiest morning of the week. Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
From the UC Health Traffic Center, UC Health is internationally recognized for the treatment of complex stroke and vascular conditions. Learn more at uchealth.com. Southbound 75 is the last of the slow traffic, and that's coming out of the Lachlan split. Just a couple of extra minutes is plenty out of Sharonville to make it down to the lateral. Crews are working with a wreck on Colerine at Shepherd Creek. Chuck Ingram, News Radio 700 WLW. Tide forecast. The clouds out there are going to hang around all day long. It's not going to get much warmer than it is right now. 44, about the best we'll do. Then overnight, we'll cool off to 26. Tomorrow, though, got sunshine all day on a Saturday with a high of 42. That's not bad. And on Sunday, we still got sunshine, and we'll get up to 50. And by the middle of next week, we've got a couple days in the 60s. That's not bad either. And the present temperature, 39 at 700 WLW. Ken Riley. 2023 NFL Hall of Fame inductee. Congratulations from 700 WLW, the home of the best Bengals coverage. This report is sponsored by Wendy's. Try Wendy's Homestyle French Toast Sticks today. Wendy's Homestyle French Toast Sticks are so good. And this is 824. 824, I said. Check out the blog today. There's stuff up there that's worth seeing, including the world's most modified man. Basically, he's the most tattooed person in the world. Looks like uh, Dennis Rodman's tattoos on steroids. And then he's chosen to get his hand kind of cut so uh, he can be like a Vulcan kind of a thing. So he actually had surgery to cut his hand between his ring finger and uh, his middle finger. And he's very proud of himself, and he's as tattooed as a person can get. And he's uh, kind of like a freak show. So he's on my page at 700WLW.com. We'll have the stuff we cover with uh, Beer Dave here in about 20 minutes. That's up there. And also travel warnings to Mexico. Whether it's you or your kid on spring break or whatever, um, places not to go in Mexico. Do not travel, says the State Department to, I think it's eight different states in Mexico. That's all on my page, 700WLW.com. And, of course, Beer Dave is part of this hour, and so is uh, our movie feature there with Kevin Carr. Um, the podcast is always available, too. And that's thanks to our friends at the AE Door and Window. So, what do we have? New York Times wrote an opinion piece that uh, maybe the left should stop looking past Governor DeSantis. He might actually have something going for him. Uh, Pamela Paul is a relative newcomer as a New York Times columnist and has a few points to make about uh, Ron DeSantis to those on the left who might just paint him as another uh, Trump Jr., Says, as the Democratic strategist Liz Smith has remarked, the left's reaction to DeSantis looks like it's a reaction to Trump, that he's picking these fights, he's saying and doing abhorrent things, all the same characters, whether in the media, Democratic politics, whatever it is, they have the same freakout. She says, time to pay closer attention. First, you shouldn't underestimate DeSantis. He may resemble Trump in his politics, but not in his intellect or resolve. Compare their respective backgrounds, whereas Trump's acceptance to the University of Pennsylvania after an academic record notable only for its mediocrity was an egregious example of leveraging personal connections to get into a prestigious university. DeSantis, though, the son of a TV ratings box installer and a nurse, actually earned his way into the Ivy League. People bent over backwards to ascribe some accidental form of Grifter street smarts to Trump, but DeSantis is demonstrably is demonstrably intelligent and industrious. He worked his way through Yale while playing baseball and graduated magna cum laude. Whereas Trump skirted military service with a convenient discovery of bone spurs 
DeSantis was a commissioned officer in the Navy. He graduated from Harvard Law School. He may have uh, Trump's taste for bluster, but this is not someone who bumbled his way into public office. As was pointed out in a New Yorker profile, DeSantis has an intense work ethic, a formidable intelligence, and a granular understanding of policy. So they're basically saying, uh, heads up, watch out. Points out that uh, even in Florida, most Latinos agree with the idea of shipping the 48 illegals to Martha's Vineyard. And Hispanic voters in Florida tend that they prefer him, preferred him to his Democratic opponent in the last governor's race. Um, according to Telemundo, Telemundo's the one said that they backed sending the, uh, the illegals to Martha's Vineyard. Finally says, as many liberals will quietly acknowledge the Parental Rights and Education Act, which he signed last year, and opponents nicknamed Don't Say Gay Law, has reasonable and legitimate attractions for a broad range of parents who worry about the focus, efficacy, and age appropriateness of what their kids are learning in primary and secondary schools. Democratic leadership should worry, too. Keeping quiet or pretending these concerns aren't real will not make them go away. Again, this is the New York Times writing about DeSantis. It should be cause for alarm that recent polls show Republicans holding an advantage on educational issues rather than dismiss parents' concerns as somehow unfounded or wrong-headed. We should be listening to them and finding better solutions for their grievances. Telling parents they're bigots or are unenlightened for not embracing the latest faddish orthodoxy is not a winning message. So, the good news is they're coming around. The bad news is they're coming around. You can begin to take some of... Uh, DeSantis Thunder, you don't know. But uh, we can put that on the blog, too. I'll get that to you, Danny, and people can peruse that and enjoy it, no doubt. All right, we can do that. So what do we have? What do we have? Uh, Beer Dave, in about uh, 20-ish minutes or thereabouts. I don't know if we have any uh, anniversaries this week. I didn't see any. But a lot of these breweries have some uh, Valentine's Day specials going on. Where they and that's where I part ways with some of the beer people. Where you start pairing beer with food, you can do that to an extent with wine, wine with food and cheese, beer less so. But maybe I'll have that argument with Dave when we get to him. And yeah, the first one is at uh, at Wiedemann. So anyway, we'll get to him in just a few. Um, got to get a market check from uh, Mr. Bellinger just one more time. That's ahead after news, which is now eight thirty seven hundred WLW. News, traffic, and weather. News Radio 700 WLW, Cincinnati. A big night for Cincinnati at the NFL Honors Awards with the 830 Report. I'm Ricky Uccino. Breaking now, he was always considered one of the biggest snubs in Hall of Fame history, but now that is in the past. Bengals great Ken Riley will be enshrined in the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton this summer after he was voted into the class of 2023 by the Senior Committee. His 65 career interceptions still fifth best all-time in NFL history, even though he never played defense in high school or at Florida A&M. I was at a disadvantage coming in. I never played defensive back before. I was uh, pampered as a quarterback in high school and in college. And when I got there, when you look at guys coming from USC, from the, from the major university, I'm from a little small school, I had my work cut out for me. 
Riley becomes the second career Bengal uh, to be voted into the Hall of Fame, joining tackle Anthony Munoz, who was inducted in 1998. Right tackle Willie Anderson was a finalist once again, but fell just shy of getting in for the second year in a row. Meanwhile, Joe Burrow did not win the MVP award. He finished fourth in the voting, but a former UC standout, cornerback Sauce Gardner, was named the Rookie Defensive Player of the Year after his efforts with the Jets this season. Let's check the latest traffic and weather together. From the UC Health Traffic Center, UC Health is internationally recognized for the treatment of complex stroke and vascular conditions. Learn more at uchealth.com. Highway traffic in pretty good shape with the exception of one. That's a broken down on the ramp from westbound 275 to northbound 71. Right lanes blocked, but even with that, I don't see a huge delay to get by. Crews are cleaning up a wreck on Coleraine at Shepherd Creek. Chuck Ingram, News Radio 700 WLW. Now the latest forecast from the train heating and Cooling Weather Center on News Radio 700 WLW. Still a little breezy as we walk out the door this morning. Temperatures start in the upper 30s and only warm to 44 today. Your sky stays mostly cloudy. And while it is noticeably colder, this is normal for February. Tonight we're down to 26 and then tomorrow mostly sunny at 52. Sunday we're back to the 50 degree mark under a partly cloudy sky. From your severe weather station, I'm Nine First Warning Meteorologist Jennifer Ketchmark, News Radio 700 WLW. 39 degrees right now. News is a service of coordinated financial plan and wealth management. Duke Energy is still working to restore power to customers across the tri-state after yesterday's high winds. Number of outages for much of the morning were under 500, but now they have gone back over 1,000 customers without power again. Duke says it could be until 3 o'clock this afternoon before the lights are back on for everyone. Additional security being brought in for schools in Harrison today following the discovery of bullets and shell casings at Harrison Elementary School yesterday. Superintendent says there's no direct threat that has been discovered toward the district, but does find it concerning that ammunition was found on school grounds. Police's investigation is still ongoing. A bill related to transgender issues in Kentucky schools is moving forward. Senate Bill 150 passed the committee along party lines. The controversial legislation would require parents to be notified whenever a student uses physical or mental health services unless the school believes doing so could result in abuse or neglect. It would also allow teachers to ignore a student's preferred pronouns and instead call them by the pronoun related to their biological sex at birth. Advocates for the bill believes it gives more control to parents, but those against it say it endangers transgender students who are already at high risk of suicide due to marginalization. Our next update will be at 9 o'clock. I'm Rick Uccino, News Radio 700, WLW. This report is sponsored by AAA Bob Summerall Tire and Service. Save up to $100 on Berg Market Minute on 700 WLW. All righty, what are we looking at? Apartment rents here, Jeff Bellinger. It looks like inflation pressures might be uh, tempering, tempering down a little bit. Yeah, Redfin uh, just out with a report this morning that says the median nationwide asking rent last month was up 2.4% from January of last year, and that was the smallest year-over-year increase in 20 months. The median was $1,942. Redfin says rental costs are cooling now because demand has slowed and supply has increased. More apartments are being completed. And uh, the median asking rent in Cincinnati was up less than 1% year-over-year. How about that? 
Our friends at General Motors secured a supply of computer chips. About time, I guess. Yes, that is. Uh, GM has signed an agreement with Global Foundries to lock up production capacity for semiconductors. A portion of the capacity at a Global Foundries plant in New York State will be set aside to make chips exclusively for GM, which expects its need for semiconductors to more than double in the years ahead. All right, a data breach at TransUnion results in lawsuits. Yeah, class action over this uh, breach. The legal action alleges the credit reporting company failed to encrypt sensitive information and implement reasonable security measures. The 2022 breach exposed data on 200 million people. That includes names, addresses, social security numbers, financial account numbers, and driver's license numbers, according to the suit which was filed this week in a California federal court. How about that? All right, so one more time, the futures, please. Still looks like a lower start ahead, Mike. Uh, S&P futures down 20, NASDAQ futures are down 100 points, and the Dow futures are down 121 points. Have a great weekend from Bloomberg. I'm Jeff Bellinger on News Radio 700 WLW. All right, Friday morning. My friend Beer Dave will join us in uh, 10-ish minutes. 10 to 12, somewhere right in through there. Valentine's celebrations going on all over the place. All over the place. So, who's misbehaving? We have people out there attaching themselves to uh, to paintings again to get rid of oil. The Just Stop Oil activists. They never bring up how you're supposed to stop the oil. Just, just supposed to do it. Just leave it in the ground. This time, five of them glued themselves to a very famous painting. The frame of the copy of Leonardo, what? Leonardo da Vinci's. The Last Supper, the one in London. And they said they believed that Leonardo would agree with them 100% after they were convicted of criminal damaging. So Just Stop Oil is the name of the group. They have to pay like 500-some bucks, said the judge, for damage done to uh, the frame and the wall around the painting. So there are four of them, and some are too old for this. The one is 22. There's a 50-year-old guy, a 51-year-old guy, a 47 and a 40. And they don't suggest what you're supposed to do when you leave it in the ground. You're just supposed to do it. Uh, the judge said closed-circuit cameras showed the defendants were uh, responsible for damaging the wall. I don't know if, if people unglue them or if they just leave them there. I just think the best bet is to leave them there, like they did at that one sort of Volkswagen showroom, I think it was. Uh, the judge described the case as not simply trivial criminal damaging. Damage to the frame of a masterwork such as this, where the gallery had to shut for a day and rope off the site, is not the same as damaging, a, in a minor way, the outside of a house. Therefore, I guess, uh, based on that, he kind of threw the book at them, I guess. So, if you get rid of the oil, I think some people just, they picture cars and planes when it comes to uses of oil. There are countless, countless uses for oil. What I'm looking at here is a partial list of products made from petroleum. And this partial list has about 120 things on it that you wouldn't think, in many cases, were made from petroleum. Got a Super Bowl, Super Bowl coming up. Football cleats are made from petroleum. Fishing lures, perfumes, shoe polish, Scotch tape, um, shoes, footballs, refrigerants, linings, electricians tape, paint, oil filters, hair coloring, lipstick, 
synthetic rubber, dice, house paint, surfboards, shower curtains, safety glasses, your eyeglasses, detergents, tents, telephones, cameras, bandages, hair curlers. Should I go on? Drinking cups, sunglasses, paintbrushes, aspirin. I wouldn't have guessed. Roller skates, trash bags, fishing boots, ice cube trays, fertilizers, pillows, model cars, movie film, golf balls, luggage. I mean, just on and on and on. All the things you use oil for. And these people just simplistically say, leave it in the ground. And then what, do you, what are you supposed to do? How do you get by in life with, without the oil that's left in the ground? You have no antifreeze. You have no shampoo. You don't have pipes. As in water pipes, nylon rope, roofing, umbrellas, mops, tool racks, skis, percolators, putty, dashboards, curtains. This on and on and on. And again, they said this is a partial list of products that are made from petroleum. I mean, a lot of the clothes you wear are made from petroleum. And I guess all those go by the wayside. Just It's a very simplistic view of, of life. I mean, asphalt. You can't have asphalt without petroleum. I don't know, maybe you need it for concrete, too. I don't know. But it just goes on and on and on. And somebody just had gave a, a speech telling groups like this, you know, to get out and do something to change the world, stop. In fact, he said we would stop, you know, gluing ourselves to paintings from this day forward. And instead, they went for one of the classic paintings of all time. And uh, I don't know. I don't understand people. But, like they said, they believe Leonardo would side with them. Uh, what was their exact quote? They had a quote from Leonardo. Speaking on behalf of the activists, the one said, uh, I'm confident in the fact that if Leonardo da Vinci were looking down on us, he would 100% agree with what we've done. He was quoted as saying that nature never breaks her own laws. Whatever that has to do with this, I don't have any idea. All right, time is 8.44. We'll get to Chuck here momentarily. There was something else I was going to do before we did that, though. What was it? What was it? It wasn't Leonardo. It was this guy in... This has to, It's a global warming... This is the, the protest section of the program here. This guy, I don't get him either. He's protesting global warming or the knee-jerk reaction to global warming. And he did so by uh, eating a red-hot chili in front of the mayor of Edmonton, Alberta, because the mayor spent $22,000 to go to the big climate conference in Egypt. He said, uh, I want to demonstrate that climate change is not a huge issue because I brought a chili pepper and I was going to eat it and show that even though something heats up a little bit, it's not the end of the world. That's the connection to global warming. As the man argues his point further, his voice begins to tremble and shake as the chili pepper engulfs his mouth. But he seems unfazed. He said the pepper's heating up a little bit, but it's not a big issue. I wanted to demonstrate because a lot of people say if Canada was to heat up, it would be the end of the world. But South America is way warmer than Canada, and people vacation there all the time. So for someone to say it'd be the end of the world for something like that to happen, I think it's ludicrous. So there's a little bit more to it than that, to be honest. But uh, yeah, I'd spend more time in Canada if it was warmer year-round. Uh, and he apparently did not sway the council all that dramatically by eating the uh, the pepper. The mayor responded to him, thank you, and then moved the meeting on ahead. So he probably made his point to some people out there, a handful. 
Uh, let's check our traffic. I think Chuck should be standing by with the links there. I'm with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you like hot peppers? No. I don't either. That would tear me up for a long time. I know. I don't understand the people who eat them either. <laughs> it's like a challenge. I mean, it can't be good for your stomach. If it's that rough on your tongue, it can't be good for your stomach. My kind of thing would be like going with a pack of Oreos wherever I go. I go eat all those in front of somebody to protest, I guess. Uh, Might as well have fun doing it, right? I, I would think so. <laughs> I would think so. How about a steak? Oh, well, there you go. Place, I'd go with that. Yeah. All right. I just got to find something that pro does seem to be the case. <laughs> yes, I should never say that. <laughs> that yeah. things are in good shape. Actually, it's not a wreck. It's just a broken down, but you're not going to slow down for long. Okay. From the UC Health Traffic Center, UC Health is internationally recognized for the treatment of complex stroke and vascular conditions. Learn more at uchealth.com. The broken down is in the right lane. It's on westbound 275's ramp to northbound 71 for just a bit of a slowdown. Other than that, interstate traffic in great shape and crews are cleaning up the wreck on Colerain at Shepherd Creek. Chuck Ingram, News Radio 700, WLW. All right, forecast, 9 First Warning Weather Center is going to be cloudy like it is all day long and not much warmer than it is either. 44 is what we'll get up to eventually overnight. The clouds will linger, and 26 is the low. And then tomorrow, sunny and 42, which is about seasonal for this time of year, but that's not a bad Saturday. Then Sunday up to 50 with a mix of uh, sun and clouds. I'll take that. And next week, warms back up into the 60s by midweek. That's pretty good February, if you ask me. And the present temperature is 39 at 700 WLW. Beer Dave next. Hey, kids, it's time for another story from Uncle Willie's Big Book of Great Americans. Today, it's George Harding. In 1960, George was issued the first patent for a polyethylene portable restroom, a porta potty, because of his vision. We can answer Mother's Nature's call in a tiny plastic box in the most remote locations. So the next time you crawl inside a porta potty to do your business, one or two, give a thumbs up to George Harding, a great American like me. You can be a great American too. Listen to Bill Cunningham today at 12 noon on 700 WLW. This report is sponsored by InvisibleFence.com. With over 3 million pets protected and a 99% success rate, Invisible Fence Brands training works, and customers agree. A recent reviewer said, The training made me feel like they were training our dog versus just running the playbook. Learn how they can help protect your pet at InvisibleFence.com. The wait is over. Sports betting is finally here, Ohio. Download the typical sports... FM W233BG Cincinnati. All right, about that time, 8.52, my friend Beer Dave should be standing by. Dave, good morning, sir. How are you? Hey, good morning, Mike. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. We had uh, news just earlier in this hour that when it comes to Valentine's Day, men think that uh, women want a nice, fine restaurant. They'd rather do something casual, maybe something about as casual as a brewery would be nice. And you have a few top-notch ideas here, leading off with our friends at Weedemann and what's their special. So on uh, on Valentine's Day, uh, the 14th, they're going to have a four-course dinner, and it'll be uh, hosted by their brewer, Steve Shaw, and he'll work you through his beers along with uh, the food pairings. And if you haven't had a chance to do the food pairing and the beer, it's uh, it's pretty amazing. Everyone thinks it's all about wine, but in reality, uh, beer's older than wine, and uh, beer and food have been being paired for a long, long time. Yeah, give me an example. I don't buy it. Oh, uh, 
beer and cheese is as good as wine and cheese. Uh, lots of good breads, uh, breads. lots of stout desserts. Uh, it, it's uh, there's lots of things you can pair it with uh, pilsners with uh, chickens and ham, all kinds mm. of stuff. So, is one of their um, courses for dinner the Geta Tots? Because I'm not going if it's not Geta Tots. Uh, I was wondering that myself because the Geta Tots is uh, one reason to go to Wiedemann. <laughs> yeah, I know <laughs> that, that, that the beer. That stuff's great. And then uh, Fibonacci's doing something too. What's the deal? So they do a Galentine's Day uh, for, yes, uh, as Beyonce would say. They do an event for you on Monday, and you can come and uh, hang out with them in the brewery. But another interesting thing they're going to do at the end of the month, they're going to do a seed swap because they're trying to work with their garden that they that they grow there uh, on the grounds, and they're going to actually start a, a, a little local seed swap where if you've got seeds from some plants from last year, you can bring them into the, the brewery and swap them out uh, on the 25th of this month. Doesn't that sound like fun? Then yeah. continu continuing in the love vein, uh, Rheingeist steps up and says Rheingeist is for lovers, so what's the plan there? So they have paired uh, up a pretty cool thing. Uh, for 45 bucks a ticket, you get a full bar, obviously including beer, but they've got some, some mood-infused cocktails, music, valet parking with, uh, with Rheingeist. Pretty important. Uh, yes, it is. As you know, so that's a pretty cool event. It only runs from six to nine, so with it being a school night, you can still uh, still get out and enjoy uh, Valentine's Day. I'm trying to see if they take reservation. Oh, okay, you can buy tickets online, so that's the same as getting a reservation, I'd assume. So, yeah, Ryan Geist Lovers Eventbrite dot com is where you'd look. All this stuff is on my blog, so people can look this up when we're done. That's that's part of the deal. All right, Fable Brew Works. Where is Fable Brew Works going to be? So these guys are opening up uh, off of Kenton Lands Road in Erlanger uh, next to the Silver Lake Recreation Center. That's a pr pretty famous place in the area that most people will recognize. But this is kind of cool. These guys are going into a, basically a, a strip of uh, warehouses and stuff that are uh, going to be uh, out there. And uh, they're going to be taking over one of the spaces in the middle of one of the where you've got like an office in the front and warehouse in the back. And uh, yeah. they're taking over Pretty cool space. I was by this week, and uh, they're starting to frame it out and get ready to go. So what, by uh, summertime or something? I would say first part of June. Get yeah, open. that's probably what it looks like. All right. I hit the firehouse for lunch from time to time. I did not know that they had stopped brewing in-house, but now they're starting back up again. What's the story there? Yeah, they lost their brewer about a year ago, and... Uh, They've hired Kurt Hilgefort, who was the brewer for uh, almost two years over at, uh, at Swine City in Fairfield. And uh, he's, a, he's done a really good job over at Swine City, so I'm anxious to see what he's going to do here at Firehouse to get him back up and in, uh, in, in the beer business. Yeah, nice place, Firehouse. Then our friends at uh, Urban Artifact are brewing their most expensive beer. So the most expensive beer... It cost uh, $1,100 a barrel to produce. Do you know what the average would be per barrel for an average beer to produce? Half that it uh, would be would be considered expensive. Yeah, okay. All right, so it's got so peaches that, in it. What else do we know? 
So last year they did it with a blueberry-blackberry combination, and this year it's peaches, so you've got that tartness from the peaches that should be very present. Last year they sold four packs in eight-ounce cans for $30 a four-pack. I haven't seen the pricing for this year yet, but uh, you can expect to uh, be out about 30 bucks uh, for a four-pack of this when it gets released uh, on Monday. Yeah, I hope you like it. <laughs> if you fork up, <laughs> I hope you like it. All right, then, Listerman. Listerman has been sold, we know that. But they have some taproom beer releases and some pretty cool cans. I'll I'll test the beer later, but they have one for Fiona's sixth birthday, don't they? They absolutely did, yep. They, uh, they've been celebrating uh, her birthday uh, since day one with a with a Fiona can release, and this is the sixth uh, year for that, and uh, it's just uh, it's it's usually a nice, really easy drinking uh, IPA celebrating uh, Team Fiona. But uh, a little something for the kids, know, huh? <laughs> yeah, you gotta love Fiona. Yeah, you know, she she's cool. Yeah, that's that's, that's the law, isn't it? You gotta love Fiona. I'm fine with Fiona. All right, what's this last one down here? It's uh, what's Black Future. So this Black Future sounds really cool. It's a pastry stout, which uh, means it's going to have almost like pie crust flavors in the background, but it'll have stout flavors. And they've paired this with bullseyes, those little caramels with the with the white uh, yeah. sugar cinnamon uh, center, and they've got marshmallows as well as chocolate in this. Uh, I'm anxious to try this. It comes in at 7.5%, so... Uh, a, a snifter of this is all you're probably going to need. That yeah, sounds good, really, really intriguing. It's a good time in a can. All right. All right, our time is up. we got to go, but I thank you for yours. What's up with your weekend, your beer-filled weekend? I might make it over to Listerman to try this, uh, and I might, might try to get up to uh, Firehouse and uh, try some of Kurt's new beers. Yeah, that's possible. All right. We'll see if I can make it out. But, got to run. I will talk to you next week, if not before. Thanks. All right, you bet. See you, Dave. Uh, Sloan is back today. Willie's off today. It's like they trade. So uh, we're leading off with who you told me, Danny, who Sloan's got here to start the show. Uh, talking Super Bowl with Dan Horde. Yeah, so enjoy your weekend. Talk to you Monday. News time. News Radio 700 WLW. News, traffic, and weather. News Radio 700 WLW. Cincinnati. Says he's lucky to be alive. With the 9 o'clock report, I'm Brian Combs. Breaking now. Alive and living, Damar Hamlin! Biggest cheers of the night for Bill's safety. Damar Hamlin in Phoenix where the Super Bowl is being played. The NFL held its annual awards show last night. The league brought out the entire UC trauma team that saved the life of Hamlin after his heart stopped on the field in the game against the Bengals. Just one month ago. My third night awake in the hospital, I met an ICU doctor. His name was Yusuf. He told me he had a similar experience. He, t he showed me he was okay, and that meant so much to me. There was, so, there was so much uncertainty at the time, and just him coming to me, showing that I could live a normal life again, it meant so much to me in the moment. So I want to give a big thank you to him, and a special thank you to everyone on this stage for everything they did for me.
Hamlin surrounded by the trauma team from UC and trainers for Buffalo and Cincinnati who helped bring him back to life. In addition to honoring the best players in football last night, the NFL announced the Hall of Fame class of 2023. It includes just the second Bengal player in history who will be enshrined in Canton, former cornerback Ken Riley. Now, latest traffic and weather together. From the UC Health Traffic Center, UC Health is internationally recognized for the treatment of complex stroke and vascular conditions. Learn more at uchealth.com. Highway traffic in pretty good shape. The earlier broken down that slowed traffic for a bit. That was on westbound 275's ramp to northbound 71. Blocking the right lane is now clear. So is the backup. Chuck Ingram, News Radio 700, WLW. Now, the latest forecast from the Advanced Dentistry Weather Center. Advanced Dentistry. It's true. A no-fear dentist experience is possible. Learn more at nofeardentist.com. Forecast today in the Tri-State, a high of 46, clear tonight, 23 for the low. Sunshine, 45 tomorrow, sunny and 56 for the high on Sunday. It's 39 degrees right now. Duke Energy crews still at work trying to restore power, knocked out yesterday by the high winds. There are about a 1,000 outages this morning, scattered all over the Tri-State, most of them individual problems that could take some time to repair. For more than two decades, he got away with raping and kidnapping girls and women all across the tri-state. Today, William Blankenship will finally be held responsible. He is set to appear in Hamilton County Court to plead guilty to three attacks in Mount Washington and Anderson Township that date back over 20 years. Blankenship was finally identified as a suspect in those attacks through DNA genealogy websites. In addition to the Hamilton County charges, he is facing a number of charges in northern Kentucky as well. Extra police patrols at all of the schools in Harrison today. This after bullets and shell casings were found at the elementary school. The superintendent says there's no direct threats that have been made, but calls the discovery alarming. Extra officers being brought in as a precaution. Trying to remove a member of the school board in Lakota. A group of parents gathering signatures now on petitions to go to court to recall board member Darby Bodie. The board has already asked for her resignation and she has refused to step down. Petition Drive says she's embarrassing the district through her actions and comments. Latest calling the district's suicide prevention efforts evil and saying the tactics they use are similar to ones used in Nazi Germany. Bodie tells Channel 12 that her critics are just mad that she didn't abandon her conservative values once she took office. Getting parental consent before kids could log on to Facebook or Twitter. Ohio's governor is proposing new rules for social media sites. Mike DeWine wants those sites to have to verify that a child has parental permission to be on it before establishing an account for anybody who is under the age of 16. Our next update at 930 I'm Brian Combs, News Radio 700 WLW. This news is a service of Mike Castrusi Ford. This report is sponsored by Discover. We could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards. Or we could. Hey, my friends at AE Door and Window, number one, sponsor the podcast, and number two, have a spring celebration going on right now. Need a new front or back door? Provia entry doors right now are 20% off during this event. How about a garage door? Clopay, nothing but the best, 15% off right now. Or new windows? Windows from Provia, 25% off, three windows or more. You can't beat that. The spring celebration going on at AE Door, where they sell the best and serve with the rest. Check them out online, aedoorandwindow.com.